You think Mussy is a scroll, but Zuckerberg's just a normal human being? I don't know if he's a scroll. I feel like like Elon really wants to go to Mars, which is like a little if it's if it's anyone who's alien, I'd say it's more Musk than Zuckerberg. That's all. That's fair. Zuckerberg, though, seems like you know those um in Marvel, there's the broccoli people. Yeah. <laughs> he's like one of those broccoli people. And we are live with another episode of the Secret Invasion After Show. This is episode three. We're here to talk about episode three of the Secret uh, of Secret Invasion. And this is episode three of the Secret Invasion After Show. So it all lines up, and that's super awesome. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. I'm a good co-host, Riddhi. And if you can watch us, uh, uh, if you're seeing us live, you can see us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Um, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. But it's not just me as host and Rithi as co-host. We also got special guest Sarah B, a.k.a. Movies and Tea. <laughs> Hi, guys. Do you like having like that rhyme? I didn't like think about it. it. I didn't think about it until you said it out loud. I'm like, whoa, that rhymes. Um, no, yeah. That's I what didn't. you gotta do. Take that ball and run with it, you know? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm all about rhymes, I'm all about puns. And sometimes it's really hard to like get Dimitri to work with anything, you know? <laughs> I feel but like Sarah B and movies and team. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? I feel like you can get your last name to rhyme with something. Pereira? Yeah, I'll send you something. <laughs> it, will, it will work. We'll figure it out. Okay. I feel like Dimitri would rhyme with more things than Pereira would, but okay. Dimitri has peach tree. That's the only uh, thing that I know. That's a good one. You know, that's the only thing mm-hmm. I got. But, you know, um, what does Riddy rhyme with? Uh-huh. So. Like any other like city. Okay, I'm trying to think of an actual word though. Um... Yeah. We'll we'll have to work on that. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get a think tank together and start branding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> ourselves. Uh especially online, especially now that Twitter's on the downturn and threads is new, but we're not here to talk about threads, but you know, go meta, I guess. Um Talk about a secret invasion, you know? Uh, Zuckerberg, a scroll or not? Oh, yeah, 100% a scroll. I would say it's more of Musk, but... You think Musk is a scroll, but Zuckerberg's just a normal human being? I don't know if he's a scroll. I feel like like Elon really wants to go to Mars, which is like a little... If it's it's anyone who's alien, I'd say it's more Musk than Zuckerberg. That's all. That's fair. Zuckerberg, though, seems like, you know, those um, in Marvel, there's the broccoli people. Yeah. (laughs) He's like one of those broccoli people. Oh, my gosh. Um, Luckily, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show. So he can't reach us here, I think. Um, But 
Uh, we're here to talk about episode three of Secret Invasion. Obviously, we got co-host Rithy. We got we got special guest Sarah B. Movies and Tea. Um, the question is, what happened in this episode? Rithy is going to break down this episode, and then we're going to get into the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty with Rithy. I love that. Nice. Oh, you should, that's like, good. Consider there we go. Like consulting services for writing or something. New side hustle. Anyways, so yeah, episode three was pretty packed. I think I'm just going to like run through some of the big reveals. So we find out that Nick Fury, he knows about his wife as a scroll. I think that was a pretty big point of contention in our last discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been married for a bit and their relationship's on the rocks because Nick is kind of out and about and his wife, Vara, never knows where he is. And she just feels like there's a disconnect. Uh, we found out that Gaia has been feeding information to Talos this entire time, and so she's like the infiltrator, or not the infiltrator, the traitor within the Scroll Rebel group. Um, we also find out that Super Scrolls is officially a part of Gravik's plan uh, as part he of... Said, he said it. He said the name. Yeah, he did say the name, and he wants as part of like... and his he is creating super scrolls to basically bring about his goal of human extension so that the scrolls can take over the planet. Um, and he was trying to incite an entire war, World War III, by launching um, one of the submarines. And so that was going to cause chaos. Obviously, that plot was thwarted by none other than Nick Fury and Talos, um, who got a little bit help from Gaia, who gave them the final code. Um and at the end, unfortunately, Gaia does get killed by Gravik. And the only important tidbit I'm missing is that there was a meeting between Gravik and Talos that they had together, and that was pretty intense. Um, something that we had talked about previously um, is that I don't know who to trust. And not just who to trust, that's just part of the story. But I don't know what to trust. Because mm-hmm. Gaia does die in this episode, but I don't know whether I believe it. And I'm still not sure about Maria Hill. I'm still <laughs> not sure. Because we don't see her af- like her body after death. Mm-hmm. I think Maria Hill could come back. She was acting a little bit sus. Like Kobe Smalders was acting a little sus on Twitter a few days mm-hmm. ago. She was like, oh, I don't know anything about Maria Hill. Like, it's all over. But then she's like, in like a sub tweet she's like well there's the multiverse i don't know it feels it feels like she's like i'll probably come back but you just don't know it yet um it, but like it could also yeah. be the thing that like she doesn't come back in this show yeah but she'll pop up way later or whatever right mm-hmm. definitely yeah. mr plow yeah, uh shout out to mr plow in our com- uh in our chat on twitch um, Mr. Plot says it was a pain to get her body from the Russian government. That's what that's what Fury said to her mm. mother. So it is a little bit sus, the whole thing, you know? Yeah, uh, it's very sus. Are you are you in the same boat, Sarah, that like what is real? Like, are you confused? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like through this whole episode, I was like really on edge with Talos because he had that meeting with Gravik, and I was like, wait what if this is all graphic the whole time like he set the whole thing up it's just him playing along the whole episode um so yeah i was like really shook i don't know i don't know who to trust i the only person yeah. that i think i can follow through this show is nick fury 
but like even in those moments I'm still like it could be you but like we're following you so I'm I'm almost 100% sure it's you yeah but then there's also like when Nick Fury walks into the bar to talk to Talos I was like is he a scroll you know like anyone could just pretend for Mm -hmm. a split second you know if they're not tested I'm surprised nobody has like more code words Mm-hmm. But like but then again the yeah. scrolls will know it right yeah i mean they like kind of revealed that in the first episode when he like they captured the humans like took their memory so they would have that code if it was like made later or made earlier so i feel like it wouldn't work i feel like that's like a harry potter type thing like oh who, who's a death eater but i i feel like it wouldn't work here yeah there's there's yeah there's just no way to like foolproof the only way you could do it is chop everybody's fingers off like (laughs) you know but also to what extent does chopping a part of your body off work like something that i had i meant to bring up in a past episode do scrolls get dandruff and if they do is their dandruff like green um you know what i mean it's like dead skin cells on their scalp so, but if they're in human form, it would be like whatever the human skin color is. And then, um, but then but when it separates, it would be dead. So then it'd be green, right? I don't know because we saw like Gravik, his hand got sliced in half this episode. And it was like, he red, has extra powers. Was, right. That's mm-hmm. true. Oh, yeah. That was the extra miss. Yeah. So that's the extra miss. I mean, we, this is the yeah. first time we're seeing a scroll with powers. And that's the extremis powers. Right. Oh, so why they, why that the dandruff. Yeah. Well, what I'm trying to say is like, if you clip their toenails, can you test, can you, like, what's the smallest piece that you can take from a scroll in disguise to test whether they're a scroll? You know, well, you'd have jokes to, like, aside. Test it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. I majored in biology. So I feel like I got this, but yeah. like also at the same time, this is like not biology. Um, I feel like if you're measuring DNA, you can take a toenail, you can take like a hair piece and you can do your sampling that way. And you'll know like that this is not the genetic makeup of a human. It's something else, whether it's a scroll or whatever technology you have. So I feel yeah. like if you, but you'd have to go through the whole sampling process. Like you can't just be like, Oh, the toenail indicates that it's the, the scroll. It's a whole thing. It would be a lot. Yeah. Well, in, in the comics, they, they draw blood, they test the blood, but then the scrolls do a thing where they hide the human blood within their body, like a pouch and they shift around it. And then, so like they'll put a pouch here. So then when they draw it from here, you know, so it doesn't blow their cover. There's like a whole thing there, but instead of cutting off someone's finger, you know, and seeing if they're a scroll, is there something smaller we could do? I'm sure mm. there'll be like there'll be some device that someone will like eventually bend. And it's just like you can take like a piece of hair, like and you can or like you can take a toenail and uh you can test for, you know, if it's a scroll or not based on the genetic makeup. I I'm surprised yeah. that doesn't exist in the MCU just because like yeah. not you yet, would think right? it's so technologically advanced that it would have like a genetic marker, but maybe yeah. I, I don't feel think like it's that hard. would be a Tony Stark thing. Yeah. I also like don't think it's like hard to make. I just don't think 
they've thought to do it yet also because they didn't know like the scroll infiltration was as bad as it was so they probably didn't think they would ever have to make something like that so i think that's probably why nothing like that exists yet right um this episode starts off with um three characters so i have names for these scrolls there's pag pagon right pagon there's uh so pagon is the guy who killed what's his name in the forest last episode okay it's like gravik's right hand man is pagon mm-hmm. um uh then there's Xerxu, which is that older man who is in the beginning and then there's beto who is new right okay beto i think beto is someone in disguise because they keep pushing beto on us we don't know anything about him we just know that he's like kind of like doing a lot more things like you know he's rising up the ranks but like who could he be yeah they also just like toss him in for like a hot second i forgot that he was in the episode because he's mm-hmm. literally in the episode in each episode for like yeah what, a minute two minutes it's like it's not even it is fishy like who is he what is he doing what does he want i mean <laughs> there's one scroll unaccounted for Talos' wife. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's true. I, what's her name? Soren, I think? Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. It's the only scroll that's unaccounted for. That would make, you know, make logistical sense. Otherwise, they're not going to just be like, oh, it's a random scroll that was infiltrating this whole time. Like, the payoff's not there, right? Right. That's true. That would be really cool. Mr. Plow, uh, Mr. Plow's being all innocent and naive over there in the chat, saying, "I think he's our newbie to see how the cult-like terrorists operate." Yeah, but I don't, I don't think we yeah. need him if he's not yeah. serving some bigger purpose. Yeah, there's no need. Like you have your major players in the game, and you're like, okay, you can use that and build off the story from those major players, even if they are new characters. But like inserting a new character to the new characters is just not the move unless there's something else. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the newbie character could be Fury. Like Nick Fury's the new character technically, because he's learning about how these scrolls are operating, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rithy, do you have a, any wild takes? Like, that's going to happen, like, what you think is going to happen? I'm saying it right now, Beto is Soren. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. I don't think that's a, like, I think that's a possibility, because, again, we don't know, like, where the show could go, so it would be very cool if it was Soren, in a sense, like, it would be a surprise, so I think that's a very viable, and it also, like, sensible take, like, I I, I get your logic. Yeah. Um, Do I have any wild takes? I don't know. I think I'm also still not sold that Gaia's dead. I also just, yeah. like, when she died, I was like, does the writer, like, not like women or something? <laughs> well, there's three There's three women who are dead that I don't believe are dead, but I know that not all three women are going to be alive. You get what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's going to be I, only one. It's going to be either Gaia, Soren, or Maria Hill. I don't think it'll be Maria Hill in this show just because it's, like, not her show. Yeah. I do think 
I do think it could be Guy and Soren are alive, but one of them ends up dying at the end. And I do think the one that will die if they're if she comes back to life is Soren. Mm. Um, so I you think, think Soren that... will come back to life and then die for real. Yeah, I just it's so depressing. Like, I feel like they're not gonna like <laughs> let her come back and then like live unless like Talos is the one that dies. One of them's gonna Talos die. I think Talos is gonna die. I think oh. Talos is gonna die for real. Yeah, uh, I don't, but that's not a wild take. Uh, I'm just wondering I, if you had any like conspiracy theories. Oh, I thought Brody would have been a scroll. So yeah, uh, Mr. Plow says we didn't get to we saw infiltrated bodies, but we didn't get to see like everybody in the lineup. Like, mm-hmm. was Maria Hill in there? Was Rody? I don't think Rody's taken over. I think this is just Rody being. Uh, Rody. Rody is totally like a lap dog every single time. Like it doesn't matter to who, but in every time Rody appears, he's a lap dog to somebody. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. the only one where he wasn't was like Avengers Endgame. That was it. Like he really wasn't to anyone. That's it true. Was more of, that's true. It was more of just like yeah for the team, and that's it. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. like Iron Man three, he was. Remember, like, he, yeah. Uh, wait, Iron Man three was it or Iron Man two? I know he was a lapdog. Three is the Iron Patriot armor in the third. It's in the second. It gets introduced in the second. Um, no, War Machine gets introduced in the second, but Iron Patriot. That's not that would the, be second, the right? third, right? That's the third. Right? It's the third. No, I don't think it was introduced in the third. I think, I think it was, was the Mr. Plow thing? says, "Yeah, when? that's the that's the blue and white, the red, white, and blue armor." I gotta rewatch. That's I what don't know. The, I think the president gets it. Like the president is like stuck, and then the armor goes on the president. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Wait, but like, what if Rhodey was a scroll the entire time? Then, like, what if this not whole just time? for the show? And it's Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard comes back, and he's like, "Next time, baby." Yeah, oh I don't know. Like, wasn't one of the <laughs> theories that like one of the one of the characters in the MC has been a scroll the entire time, and we just have no idea? Like, they all haven't been. What if it's Rhodey? Like, I don't know. Why Multiverse. is he the only Avenger making cameos? Like. <laughs> Um, I mean, he Ironheart will be coming out at some point, and then Armor Wars. So Rhodey will be a main character in those. But you're right; he does. He's just kind of popping in and out. Falcon and like, Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree with Rid. I think he's definitely a scroll, especially at the end of the episode. Like he's on the call with Fury's wife. What's Fury's wife's name again? Is he on the call? Is that what it? I, I mean, it-, it sounded a lot like him. I thought it was Gravik. Yeah, I thought it was Gravik. No, because he was like, I'm speaking on behalf of Gravik. Like, and she's like, oh, I thought I was calling Gravik. And he's like, no, I'm talking. I thought it's Pagon. I'm pretty sure. Then. Remember Pagon? I really Pagon thought in the it beginning? was Rody. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It sounded like Rody. It did not sound like anyone but Rody. But I could be completely wrong. I mean, I like how it's making us think and have to, like, listen to the phone and yeah i mean also in the subtitle i like watched it with the subtitles and it said man on the phone i'm like okay so it's no one who's like actually cast 
there is no reason to hide who this random character is, right? There's a reason to right. hide if it's like There's, somebody yeah. who's working on the inside. Um, there could be different reasons to hide, but yeah, you're right. Like if it was Pagon, they could have just said Pagon, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So See, like, I got you thinking. Brody is a scroll. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, Rody, I, I don't think it's Rody. I don't think it's Rody. It could be. Okay. I mean, it could be the. It could be the president. I thought the president was a scroll too, but Rody and the president. Yeah, both. we haven't. Well, Rody could be, and I think it'd be better for Rody's character if he wasn't a scroll. But he mm-hmm. realized he's the lapdog for a scroll, and that yeah. makes him doubt himself and like be like, "Oh, I was played for a fool this whole time." Hmm. I like no. that. I like that better, <laughs> but I don't think they're going to, I don't think Marvel's going to do that, you know, because this is a show about like Nick Fury and that feels like a development thing for Rhodey. Um, but so they I don't can know develop other characters because they have other for projects sure. coming up, you know? I mean, yeah, for sure. But like given the screen time that he's had, I feel like it's kind of, uh, right. maybe, maybe. Well, think about it this way. Like they don't have to do much with Rhodey other than like break him. Like, Break his confidence, right? Like, yeah, true. Yeah. Right? They're like the Skrull invasion had him acting the fool, and then we get to see what comes out of it in Ironheart and what comes out of it in Armor Wars. You yeah, because yeah. um, Ro- nobody's liking Rhodey right now. The fans were not siding with him. Like nobody's mm. siding with Rhodey right now, and I like yeah. Don Cheadle. I, Dude, like I love Don Cheadle. He's like one of the better MCU actors, and it's like, why do you have a shitty character? Yeah, like right. your character deserves better. Like that's the thing. It's like Rhodey deserves better. Yeah, right. He really got screwed over. Yeah. Um. So, uh, it starts off with yeah. So, so it starts off with the scrolls doing the infiltration thing. Then we get to go to New York City, 1998. We see Vara, the scroll um in the booth and it's kind of cute to see her and young fury kind of be like oh we can hook up because technically i don't exist and it's you know kind of circumventing ethics but i'll allow it do you guys like them together do you feel like they're gonna get divorced are they breaking up like i feel like she's unfortunately i feel like she's only married to him for information yeah, I feel like I feel like from from the start, I think they were on good terms. Like when yeah. you know Nick laid out all the terms for the scrolls, but when I think she started to realize like that's not happening, and he's starting to get wound up in the Avengers and like doing all this, um, and we also see how pissed she got during the episode at him, and it kind of just fused like diffused out, and it just doesn't like you can't like relinquish that type of anger and just be like okay off with the day i feel like she's trying to get information or has been getting information from him about him yeah i agree i just like don't think it may like like just from like a realistic standpoint we see nick fury so much like we've seen him a decent amount of times like arguably in almost a lot of the marvel movies and we just now find out that like we get confirmation that he actually has a wife and like you know he like has someone outside of his work that like you know that's like close to him i just think it's a transactional relationship i i i i'm like so on that because yeah i just like given fury and 
the way he operates like he was in space when he could have been with his wife so it's like why is the question that you know he chose that i mean he always would choose his job over like family that's true but then why go down the path of having a family unless it's not for some sort of transactional reason you know well i don't know for nick theory's character yeah (laughs) in life <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, let's talk about real life here. What are no. Uh we can, um uh I I yeah, I I like them together though. I'd like to believe that they can come out of this, okay? I don't think that she I think she originally like they were originally in love, but I think she's working for Gravic now. In yeah. those years that she I agree. was was yeah. yeah. abandoned by Fury, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean like like in those years where she still was like throwing out hope that he would help her. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's also like a nice relationship. Like and it's also kind of like embracing that like stereotype of like a man helping a woman. I don't know. Maybe she liked that type of relationship and liked that type of like um, you know, him really owning that type of role. Um, but when he started to step out of it, I feel like and like also not holding his end of the deal for her people, like that's like okay i guess the best way to say like if you're married to a politician and the politician promises your people something huge or whatever and then that politician never comes through like you're going to be pissed at that politician you're going to want to work for your side and like go against that person like obviously yeah um mr plow says why did vara stay on earth the space station has room enough for two he could have taken over i just don't I think he just wanted space, pun not intended, but whatever. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, hey, baby, let's do a honeymoon in outer space. He's just getting rid of his, like, everything. He did the wrong thing. He abandoned everything and everyone. And now everybody Mm -hmm. hates him for it. Like, he, I can't defend that. Yeah. But I think that's why. He just was going to abandon everything. I think it was dumb. Like half of the world got snapped and not everyone had the luxury of jumping off to space. I think that's so dumb. Like, I feel like the way that they wrote that in, I feel like doesn't do justice to Nick's character. Because I'm like, why? Like half the world did the exact same thing and they didn't jump off to space. Right. I mean, I'm not, I mean, on, on a sad note, I think that like, in the MCU, I'm sure people couldn't deal with the blip afterwards. Yeah. And probably, you know, dealt with that themselves. I definitely um, agree. I think like in real life, you know. Um, and so uh yeah, I don't know. In the, like the the reality of the blip is super haunting. Nick mm-hmm. Fury went to outer space, got some work done. He did abandon his wife. Um, Interesting thing that I noticed is that his wife's scroll name is Vara. Mm -hmm. Um, But later in the house, he calls her Scylla or Scylla. And on the subtitles, it's spelled S-C-I-L-L-A. The thing is, it reminds me of the Greek monster uh s-c-y-l-l-a mm. and that's from Scylla and Charybdis 
Now, Tribidus is a whirlpool that eats ships. And right, Scylla right, right, right. is a female monster with multiple tentacles. Is this foreshadowing something? Why is her name Scylla? Hmm. Huh. I feel almost, like it's like a almost the... Hydra-like. Oh. He has tentacles. Scylla has tentacles, I believe, in Greek mythology. Gotta look it up. Gotta look it up. <laughs> I'm not saying it's gonna be Hydra, but I'm just saying uh it's a thing uh, p- there's also supposedly a saying that has to do with skilla and tribidus is when you have to you're picking one bad thing or another bad thing like you mm-hmm. have to choose which yeah. side you know so it's like that might play a part in the plot what yeah, is Fury's I mean, skilla and what is his tribidus i i mean both, both are bad choices yeah i feel like it has to do with like some like type of betrayal like you think you're sailing like like in Greek mythology you think you're sailing on a smooth path and then suddenly you're confronted by like two choices um both are terrible and you're being betrayed by basically your path and it, it, yeah I feel like that's just I feel like she's I mean, gonna betray him it's gonna be terrible <laughs> that's kind of what's been happening to fear this entire show though that right like it's like oh he finds out there's like a million scrolls who've been under his nose the entire time and it's like everyone around him suddenly doesn't like him and so now he's kind of just like okay left to deal with you know the remnants of like his own mistakes i feel like he's kind of already on that path so i think we're about he's about to face like two hard choices that are like the culmination of everything that's been on this path that he's been sailing at that's already like like it's already rocky and now it's about to get like worse (laughs) Yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's meant to actually evoke that. I mean, it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, I don't know. It's interesting. Also, uh, in 1998, he he brings up that he's been taking down Drakov's men, which is yeah. a reference to yeah. Black Widow. Hmm. I found that so Good. interesting too. Like, yeah. I think it's just like an Easter egg, but like I don't think it means anything, right? Probably not. It's just yeah. set in the period, right? Yeah. Um, I think yeah, it's just it's set in the period. Um I'm trying to think of um some of the other stuff uh that happened in this episode. Um we do get a face to face between Gravik and Talos. Mm-hmm. in the museum and Gravik is so smug I hate him I like him I hate, but him. I hate him yeah I'll punch him yeah. or actually Talos wants to punch him multiple yeah. times if he like chokes him like in that like yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah I think it's so like it's just he's playing dirty he's playing so dirty he goes for a parlay and lo and behold, the entire cafeteria is just like his men. And Talos, like immediately in that moment, like first off, parlay is broken. Like that's immediate betrayal. And like second, like who does that? Like you got to be like a real jerk to just bring all of your men into like a basically like a truce for a hot sec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's just showing off his power, and I think that's so like narcissistic. Yeah. I don't know. 
I mean, it's not only narcissistic. It's just he's just playing the rules. Like, he has no rules, right? Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. the thing. It's like there's there's no rules with what he's what he's doing. He's not playing by any rules other than his own. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and then he has the extremist. He has the extremist powers. And he also and I, is really obsessed with human extinction for some, like, okay, not weird reason. Or, like, not. But yeah, I just find like the amount of commentary on human nature in this show to be so interesting, especially like from an outside perspective, like the scrolls, just like given the amount of, I just think it's like very timely in a sense, like given the amount of things you hear in the news about like X risk and everything from certain technologies. It's -hmm. just like a very timely manner for the show to be having the same discussions. Given the fact that like Lightseeker Invasion used AI for the end credits, I was just like, it makes so much sense why they did it. I just wish it wasn't done the way they did. It like makes me mad. But anyways. Yeah. Um, Sarah, have you been liking this show so far? How have you been feeling with the three episodes? Because I know that like, you know, um, that uh, sometimes uh, or, or some of the people that have watched the first two episodes, they were like, eh, I don't think the show is going to be that good. But like, how are you feeling with it? I like it. It's really good. Um, one of the aspects that I really enjoyed, like about the Loki show, was like that end scene between Kang, Loki, and Sylvie, and like this whole culmination of like just him explaining what has been happening. And that's basically what Secret Invasion is. It's just like a huge explanation of like what's been happening, why it's a problem, what the scrolls are gonna do. Like that with the action, it's like it's really good is it's pretty it's pretty damn solid yeah i like it how about you guys i think it's ramping up i like where it's going like it has questions but it's not one of those um what are those shows called mystery box mystery box kind of shows where it's like they like lost or like like where Uh, it'll it'll answer a question and pose two more questions Mm -hmm. it's not like a mystery box type show which is nice uh, I'm glad it's not, but it is ramping yeah. up and there are questions that need answering and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Rithi? Um, I also like where this show's heading. I think my main concern, which I repeated multiple times, is like, are those questions going to get answered? And if they do get answered, will they be sufficient enough? And can you wrap it up in three episodes? Um. I do like that we've been just getting insight into Nick Fury's character, and I feel like this episode did a decent job at, like, also accomplishing that specifically with that conversation between Talos and Nick about, like, how they've been working for him and everything. So I think I think in terms of, like, certain elements, the show is really excelling, and then others... Again, it's just, it's hard for me to tell because I don't know where the show's going to go and I don't know what to trust and stuff. So it's like, if you can wrap it up really well, I think I'll really like it. Um, so it's just a matter of seeing how that's executed. But I'm curious, so I would say I'm enjoying that. I'm assuming there's going to be some big twist. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope it's done well. <laughs> I hope so, too. That's yeah. that's a that's a big thing. Um a big part of this this episode was Talos and Nick Fury going on a two man mission. Yeah, yeah. Um, they Talos. What did Talos? Talos had a big speech in the van, and then he's like, "What? 
we're here. <laughs> like, Oh my God, their dynamic for the whole episode was just like bouncing off one another, mm-hmm. like just like sly burns. I need an entire TV show, just them. It needs to be some sort of like sitcom, like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine with them too. I like them together. I like them as well. They're really great. What's very interesting about their characters together is that even though there are foils for each other, it's not like one's the smart one, one's the dumb one. They're both at the height of their intelligence. They're both, Mm -hmm. you know, professionals. But their personalities great against each other. Yeah. And it works. Mm -hmm. They're not opposites, though. Right. And wait, I think we saw that in that in this episode is like that contrast, especially when they were going to the house, like the different decisions both characters made, yeah. like Talos passed the kids room, went to the next floor. Nick Fury noticed that like Talos was captured, used the kid as as leverage, which I don't think Talos would have done. Um, Nick Fury was like ready to shoot uh, the, the guy who was like doing the commands and you know, Talos yeah. was not until the very, like, until he mentioned his daughter and he was like, okay, you know what, last straw, you're gone. But, you know, um, Talos definitely seems a little bit more withholding and a little bit more gracious rather than Nick Fury, who's not. Yeah. Um, Talos was also very um, nice to the boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah giving trying to give him water and whatever i think talos felt bad nick the thing about nick is as far as we know nick doesn't have kids talos does talos is a father nick is not yeah yeah which is okay but it also just means nick just doesn't have he's not to an extent nick is less human than talos is right you know Mm -hmm. yep Um, Mr. Plough brought up a good point. The scroll of Bob, right? Is that his name? Bob something? Right, right, right. Yeah, it's Bob. Um, <laughs> Mr. Plough says the scroll cared about Bob's son. Yeah, I know. Which shouldn't happen well. with infiltrators. I was right. literally just going to ask a question about that. Like, like, I swear, you guys are on my mind. So the question I was going to ask is, do you think that as scrolls, the more time they inhibit human bodies and they take on a certain identity, like, do they start, like, having a conflict between, like, do I be scroll or do I become human? And how that, like, changes their psyche. I was literally about to ask that and I was like, I don't know if that's relevant, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but, like, that's exactly what I was just thinking of. And you just, like, hit that jackpot right there. That's a good question. I mean, I think the whole point, if they're going to teach us a lesson, is that, like, scrolls and humans aren't that different, right? Yeah. Graphic, the funniest, <laughs> Graphic keeps proving he's a hypocrite because he keeps saying things like, all these miscreants know is murder. And then he's like, I want to, like, have blood, blood everywhere, or whatever, like you said. And it's yeah. like, don't you realize you're exactly what you're talking about? Yeah. So I think the whole point is like humans and scrolls aren't that different. And that what ends up happening is when you infiltrate and take over somebody's life, you start like empathizing and, and connecting with mm-hmm. the humans that you're infiltrating. 
So then yeah. that begs the question is who's who did Gravik take over? Like like I don't could... think I don't think sometimes I don't think they do. Like okay. for instance, um in that one scene where where all the the, the like the 20 scrolls are like, I'll stand by you, Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Um they yeah, turn they into human change. form, but it doesn't mean they stole the identity from Yeah, someone, that's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like when you're questioning like the human psyche, I feel like it's more if you have the memories of another person yeah. and like develop those further, like then you're starting to develop that connection, like a really interpersonal connection mm-hmm. with like whomever you're interacting with. Yeah. Um so I think it's a little oh. bit harder if you're just a scrawl. Like oh for sure. Like, yeah, you're you're living on Earth, but maybe it's a little bit harder. Did you notice that the scroll that the memories when Gaia is going through the memories of the guy mm. that it's a lot of him and his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. I was I like think... actually nervous. I'm like, is she ever going to get to the code? There's right. a lot of this kid. I think that's the point though. Right. Cause this, the, the password was Zachary. Yeah. yeah. You know, Zachary. <laughs> I don't like that name. Sorry to all the Zacks I know out there. <laughs> Though it's probably easy to rhyme. <laughs> That's out of all, true. Out of all the names, Zach would be very easy. Um, Zach attack. Yeah, Big Mac Zach. <laughs> take Mac. Take Zach out for a Big Mac. Zach back. <laughs> Come on, Zach. Put on your backpack. Anyway. <laughs> um... Yes. So uh there's a lot going on there and I hope they I hope they dive a little bit more into that because that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Also, Scylla, Scylla, Vara, whatever, uh gets a gun at the end. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. Gaia is dead, Gaia gets shot. Whose gun is that? Who's it for? What is going on? No idea. I think Vara is a double agent. I'm just coming up with this now. Because Gaia dies and then Vara has to go get a gun. Mm -hmm. I think that's for protection in case Gravit comes after her. Oh. Like shit's about to hit the fan. You need to have a gun to protect. But how would she have known? Somebody told her. Somebody called her, right? Yeah, but they called her after she had gotten the gun. So okay. who called her? So who told her? Like, I feel like, like, between, it was night when she died, and like, but like, of all people, who, why? It doesn't make any, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, we also, uh, we also get a name for the, that Fox News guy, whatever, it's not Fox News, but his Weird. name is Stearns. Hmm. So. We hadn't gotten him. He's on the council, though. So, oh yeah, you know. Um, but uh, there's a couple of yeah. I had way less notes for this episode than I did last week. Last week I had two whole pages. This week I didn't even finish one page. It was pretty clear. I mean, like everything kind of took place in their chunks, and it was just kind of it flowed very seamlessly. So definitely makes sense. Yeah, I think. I think with this episode, like, it was more of just, like, here's the final elements of setting the stage for what's to come next. I feel like there wasn't 
that yeah. much to go through as well. Like it was like a yeah. lot more smaller stuff. So can scrolls mind read other scrolls? I don't think, I don't think so. so. You know, like touch. What do they do? They touch their person. Yeah, but that's without like to the gather machines. their memory. Yeah. Right. But can they do that for another scroll? Can they gather the memories of a scroll? That's what I was thinking. I was like, why isn't Talos taking this guy's me- like Bob's I memories? Th- probably because like, you can't, right? Right. Yeah. I was like, that would be like the easiest way to do this is to just pin him down, get it, get it out, and go. Yeah. The I only, guess not. There must have been just one human on that whole compound, which was the kid. Yeah. All the security guards were scrolls. Oh, for sure. And Bob was a scroll. So love Bob. <laughs> Bob. Whatever his last name was. No, we just care know. about the first name. It's Bob. Yeah. We get um we get Sonia Fallsworth in this episode. She doesn't do much, mm. but she found Nick Fury's um spy cam. Yeah, she's also a little sus. I feel like she's running like a other side operation or I feel like she's running her own thing. She feels like a vigilante kind of. There's a group in the comics called the Scroll Kill Crew. Mm. And the Scroll Kill Crew, they just one of them has goggles that'll show you if someone's a scroll or not. And Mm. they just kill them. They'll just they'll kill any scroll in disguise. Is this on Earth? Yeah. So, so there's this comic where one of the scrolls is posing as a superhero, but he has, he has turned good and mm-hmm. he like, he wants to be that superhero and then his brain, brain explodes. <laughs> like they just shoot him through that. And like, it's like, oh, they're killing all the scrolls. I wonder if the scroll kill crew will play a part. If anything, Fallsworth would lead a scroll kill crew. You That's know? like sad though, because the whole point of them going to Earth was to escape the Korean. Now they're gonna be like facing the same thing. So it's like, okay, where do you go from there? I guess. Yeah. You know what? I'm surprised. I don't have any of the Guardians ever ran into the scrolls because I can't remember if we've seen a scroll in a Guardian movie, which I feel like No. No. We've seen happened. Kree. Yeah, we've seen Kree. We haven't seen yeah. Scroll though. We haven't seen Scroll. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I just think in my mind that like every single part of space MCU should interact. So surprising. I mean, seen, like... it's, it's kind of like Star Wars also does, but Star Wars has different sectors of space. Yeah. Like people don't tend to go outside their sector. Yeah. So there's different, you know, races on different parts and they don't really leave much. So, um, oh, Mr. Plow says she has a dossier with some photos. So maybe she's starting to track down who's in disguise. Mm, I'd be. Yeah. Yeah. We got three episodes left. You know, we got three episodes left. So uh, we're three episodes in only three episodes left. Will this stick its landing? I mean, it's been going up and up. I think. Do you guys feel that way? I feel like, yeah, this was like definitely peak episode right here. Um, Yeah. I don't know how much higher it can go from here. We're going to get like some big things. Something, something's going down. I feel like I it like can the, only yeah. go higher. I feel like they've been laying the groundwork a lot the 
past three episodes. I also feel like it's been quite a fast-paced show. I feel like there's been a lot happening um, in each episode, yeah. so something big is going to go down, and I think I'm really interested to see what it is and how it's executed with just three episodes left. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Um, before we get going, do we have any crazy theories we want to throw out there before get it, you know, put it down, uh, put it down on paper so that if it happens next episode, we're like, yeah, 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 I was right. By the way, I was right that Vara, that Nick knew Vara was a scroll. I mm-hmm. was right about that. Yeah. I don't think I have any for this episode. I had a lot for last time, but yeah. I don't think I have any this time. I still I, think, yeah. I still think Rhodey is going to play a huge role. Like, okay, yeah. I like I feel like we all know this, but like Rhodey's going to play a big role in the finale. Whether or not he's a scroll, I do agree with you, Dimitri, that something's going to happen to Rhodey that's related to a scroll, and I'm very intrigued to see what that is. Whether that be like the president being a scroll, or I don't know, but I think Rhodey's going to have some run in with a scroll. Yeah. There's something big. Also, I think somebody's coming back. Gaia, Soren, or Maria. One of those three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be all three. There's a so. small possibility there it's two, depending on how they do it, but at least one. I agree. Um, that Beto guy, I'm telling you. Super sus. Super sus. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on this episode and talking about Secret Invasion, uh, episode three. Um, before we get going, though, uh, Sarah, uh, you are Hi. a special guest. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, where can we find you online? What do you got coming up? Anything you want to plug? Sure. So online, um, I'm at movies underscore and underscore T because my are you? movies. I am on TikTok. on TikTok. I thought it's dot. I thought they're dots. I changed it today. <laughs> you changed it today? I made this display to say, okay, why would you? Okay, what? tell me why you changed it. Why did you go from I, dots to underscores? I thought the dots were too aggressive. <laughs> underscores there. are way more aggressive. You know what? It was me changing it here at like at like twelve thirty a.m. I'm like, let's do it now. <laughs> um, you anyways, literally did it right now before you hopped on this show. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I looked up your information earlier today when I was putting together the display. I was like, yeah, it was probably an hour ago. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Anyways, it is that. Um, I'm okay. at Movies and Tea on Twitter and on Instagram um soon to be friends yes. we'll see we'll see we'll see Twitter's um, going it, down. it depends if i update my instagram or not okay um That's and fair. then upcoming um nothing i mean i'm going to new york comic-con but that's kind of far away but nice. for now nothing nothing much. i was thinking Just about summer it, but i'm not you should come oh. I, I can't this year i'm doing so much for san diego comic-con this year mm, okay it makes sense choose san diego yeah. obviously but yeah, well, I'm I did. For that. So, oh, you know. okay, I'm just reaffirming. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Uh, New York Comic Con looks fun, though. I wanted to go. Good it's just list. when you go, it's the flight and the hotel. Like, it's sure. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a schlub, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm looking forward to San Diego Comic-Con. But New York Comic-Con is cool for you. That's, yes. that's your neck of the woods. <laughs> it definitely uh, is. Um, thank you for taking time out of your night to to, to be on here. Um, I mean, we we switch up special guests every single uh, episode, but um, I'm happy that I got you for this one. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I was like happy to do this like at least yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get going, uh, Ridley, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me movies with Rid on Twitter, maybe Threads if I feel like I have enough energy. Uh, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at movies with Ridley. Do I have anything coming up? Um, I don't think I have anything coming up. Hopefully, just maybe a YouTube podcast. I don't know. Depends on how I feel. Um, but yeah, you can find me there, and I'm always down to talk movies, mostly. Um, and yeah, thank you for having me on here, and I will see you guys not for episode four, but episode five as That's the right. co-host. That's yeah. right. That's right. You'll be back for episode five. Um, for anyone out there who is watching us, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show or youtube.com slash the Keeg Show. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, it's wherever you get your podcasts from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. If you are on social media, you can find us on social media on our on our Twitter. No. Well, we're all, we are on Twitter. On our Instagram and TikTok, those are two biggest social media platforms at the Keeg Show. We are also on Facebook and Twitter at the Keeg Show slash the Keeg Show. If you want to give back to the Keeg, uh, go to patreon.com slash the Keeg Show and find a donation tier to subscribe to for something as little as $5 a month if you want to give back to the Keeg. Uh, we got a lot of shows here with the Keeg. This is the Secret Invasion After Show and it's uh, Wednesday nights. We also have Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We have Comic Talk where we talk about that week's uh, new comics that came out. Um, and then every weekend we do uh, uh, another episode of the Keeg Talks. So we just did one for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And then next week or, or this upcoming week, we're doing Star Trek because um, there's a lot mm. of Star Trek stuff uh, uh, out and have been out. This is a Star Trek renaissance. And um, um, we're going to be talking about Star Trek on Saturday, uh, Saturday the 8th, maybe, whatever that is. Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Um, thank you everybody uh, for coming on the show. Thank you everybody out there for watching. Once again, I am your host, Demetra Pereira, and co-host Ridley. <laughs> and this has been the Secret Invasion After Show for Episode Three. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Bye. Super 